Hello, everybody. Jim Malone here. Come to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. It is Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to everybody. I hope uh, you're doing well. Well, it looks like somewhat. Uh, it looks like the bulls seem to be coming back into the market. I, you know, it's it's uh, it's kind of strange. I mean, uh, a lot of the stuff that uh, that I was looking at, and I've been looking at, is uh, doing fairly well today. It's kind of interesting. Um, just wanted to kind of just go down a few things here. Uh, and this is my prediction on the spider and, uh, basically kind of what, uh, you know, the, the reason I use the spider is because of course it's a very broad range of, of, um, of, of index. Uh, it's a very broad ranging index, of course, largest, uh, 500 stocks. Um, and basically it seems to be like in a range between about 390 uh, on the spider and 431. Uh, currently, uh, as of today, it uh, it closed at um, 413.98. So just right in the middle of the range of the um, you know of the of the spider. So interesting in that we did close up today about 0.32 percent. So that's kind of good uh, looking at looking at things uh, in that in that respect. Uh, and it definitely seems like we're starting to see a movement into certain parts of the market. Um, also, wanted to show you the bulls versus the bears. This is a this is an indicator that um, is used basically for you know kind of getting the sentiment of the of the writers that write uh, for financial press, uh, kind of what's going on. And that has been increasing uh, as of. Uh, you know, as of very, very recently, we are, you know, we are up on this. They're, the writers are basically 48.6% bullish and the bears are 25.7%. So at least in the short term, we're starting to see this divergence uh, with the, um, you know, with the bulls being up and uh, the uh, the bears, you know, not being up, which is kind of good. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I uh, just wanted to show you the stocks that I am buying currently. And, um, you know, this is uh, something that, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it, uh, everything that uh, basically, and I did buy all of these today. Uh, now I did day trade Uber. Um, that's not in the list because I did, uh, it was up 3%. So I just said, well, I'm just going to take the profit. And I did. Uh, but uh, at the top of the list is in mode. This is an interesting Israeli company. Um, in the bio and not in the biotech in the medical devices space, uh, it was up uh, 10% today, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, $3.88 a share. It's currently trading at about 41.45. So that's looking pretty good. Uh, I did uh, grab a piece of Etsy this morning. It was up 6.36% on the day. Pretty amazing uh, at 142.26. Um, I did also buy a position in Lattice. I, I'd had a position in Lattice Semiconductor prior to the earnings. I sold and then took the profits, and now I'm back in because I do think we're going to see some more, uh, hopefully some more movement on that one. LSCC is the symbol Lattice semiconductor. The semiconductor area has been very strong, but not the normal ones that you would have th you would think of. Uh, definitely, um, you know some of the smaller ones. I'm looking to try to put a position in in um, some of the other semiconductor uh, companies. Roblox, RBL. I'm not sorry, not Roblox. Uh, Rambus is the one that I am trying to buy, seeing if I can get in there as well. Uh, but uh, that one was looking good as well. I'm also I also took a position in Prakar, which is a manufacturer of large trucks, uh, and it's doing quite well as well. Uh, Two point three four percent up today, or about one dollar seventy one. And then there's Roblox, which just rocketed up. I can't understand why it rocketed so much, but it did. The volume on this one was up two hundred eighty two percent. Amazing, actually, when you think about it. The price change twenty six thirty eight. Uh, at, and uh, it was up $9.41. Now, I didn't get in on all that move. I wish I did. I would have been, that would have been excellent if I did get in on, on all that move. But uh, I did get on some of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy that I did get at least some of the move, uh, some of the move there. Um, just wanted to show you what I do currently hold. And, um, you know, again, I said, uh, again, I wanted to uh, indicate that I did,
do, I did do a day trade on Uber uh, and I did sell it. I bought it in the morning and I sold it in the afternoon up about 3%. Uh, Roblox, uh, this one, of course, we just talked about. In mode. Uh, Palantir, now this one has been just tremendous. I've been increasing my position in this one. If this is, uh, I did put out a little video on this one today, Palantir Technologies, they missed on their earnings, but they received a large government contract. And so they, they've started to trade above $10. I think this is very key for this stock. Why? Because $10 typically is the cutoff for um, stocks that, uh, um, you know, that, that have institutional investors. If it's over $10, then you're going to see much more interest from the institutions and it did go over $10 today. Uh, when I took the video, it was at $9 and 99 cents closed at $10 and 11 cents, or basically it was up about 9.65%, which is amazing. Uh, and, uh, the volume on it, 304% up. So really terrific on that one. I did take a flyer on Etsy that was up today too, uh, up 16% in terms of the volume. Um, I was sold my position in, um, I sold my position in Shopify, S-H-O-P. Why? Because of earnings. I'll probably come back into Shopify. I really like the stock, really like the action on it. But uh, I did not, I was not up 10%. Uh, and that's my rule typically. If I'm not up 10% on a stock, I typically don't like to hold it through earnings. So I sold it, took the profit, and now I'm waiting to come back in. But very, very good stock. Uh, Shopify, S-H-O-P. That's another one that is starting to turn the corner. Uh, and it's looking pretty good. Um, I did replace it with Etsy, uh, and, and we're doing pretty good with Etsy as well. Uh, I did buy a position today in Lattice Semi. I've owned this one several times, been taking profits on it. It was up. Uh, now, I was down a little bit on a, a stock that, uh, that I have been trading called Permian Resources. And what this is, is this is a company that holds mineral rights in the Permian Basin of Texas and New Mexico. And what's significant about this, of course, is that even though the price of oil has been decl in decline, I do believe that we're going to start to see a floor on that in about the $74 range or so on crude oil. And I definitely think we're going to see a floor and we'll start heading up uh, probably into the summer. Now, typically, the summer driving season is the biggest driving season of the year. So they start blending the fuels, believe it or not, basically uh, in in uh, March and April to get ready for the summer driving season. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Packard, of course, we're talking about that one. That is a large manufacturer. They have Peterbilt and Kenworth and those kind of trucks. And uh, they're very strong right now, believe it or not. Uh, I was down a little bit on Chevron. I did, uh, I, I did when I, coming into earnings, I had ExxonMobil. I took profits on that. I replaced it with Chevron, probably a mistake. Uh, but uh, it's it's holding at about 170, 169. Uh, I'm a little bit underwater on this one. I may cut. I've cut twice on this one. Who knows where it's going? AEHR. That's another one that I'm in. That's a uh, uh, test equipment company for the semiconductor industries. I've been trying to to get more exposure in semis. Uh, that one was up today on lighter volume, but it was up uh, approximately 4.38%. So that's pretty, 3.7%. That's pretty good. Uh, and then Exxon, uh, XLE, that's the Spider Select. Uh, that's the, the Spider Select for energy. That's the kind of the entire energy sector. That one was up, but on lower volume. Uh, and so that's that's basically the, you know, the long and the short of it. That's kind of where I have had most of my my buys uh, as of late. All right. Well, let's get into the questions. Thank you so much for holding on here. And let's get over to some of the charts. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to kind of um, take a look at the spider because I think that's going to, that's really kind of, I think, where we need to start here. Uh, and I'm going to switch on over to that chart. There we go. There's the spider. Um, the thing with the spider is that it is uh, definitely starting to see some nice, some, some nice action. Um, again, we're you know I think that we have a little bit far, for, uh, further to go. I think we're going to see it move up to about the um, uh, about the four thirty one range, I and mean, that's kind of going to be the top. I think of it. 
Let's go to the daily chart here so you can see it. There we go. Hopefully you can see this there. Okay. So basically with the daily chart here for the, for the spider, um, we're looking at, uh, you know, we've, we've had this nice little trend in the last three days. We, we were down basically on, on, uh, on, on fr um, Friday. Then, then today, this week, it's just been up. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now we've come up above the reversal line. So that's looking strong, actually. We're starting to see some bigger volume come in here. So I do think that, you know, we are going to be moving probably higher on the spider. Um, and But, you know, the question is, of course, where? You know, I believe that's going to be 341 is going to be the, it's going to top out. So let's put the track, track the price in there. So I think it's going to go up to about here. This three, about three forty-one, about about here. So I'm looking at approximately there. That is going to be. That's I think the top. And of course, uh, right below that, of course, is the. Uh, oh, that's the cues. Let's let's go to the spider. Excuse me. That's be what. Showing you the wrong chart. Ouch. Okay. So here we go. This is this is more like it. Um, three. 31. So right about here, that's kind of the top of the range there. And then if we come down here below, that's sort of the bottom of the range. So we're sort of in this, in this range here. Uh, and I definitely think we're going to probably move higher, probably up to about uh, 331 or so. And then I think we're going to reverse lower. But right now, at least for the time being, we are in one of these very nice upward trends. So hopefully that will continue. I'm <laughs> hoping it will, um, you know, and, uh, and I hope it's going to continue, continue up. All right, let's go to the questions. Thank you so much for taking a look. All right. Hey, Jim, any thoughts on SMCI? Let's look at that one. SMCI. There we go. Super micro. This is definitely, definitely one that is worthwhile taking a look at. Um, I did draw a little reversal line here, as you can see, kind of coming down. It definitely has moved above that reversal line. So that is that is good. It's broken through some resistance. One thing I'm going to check here is the overhead supply. No overhead supply in, in sight. That's a very good thing. Now, what do I mean by overhead supply? Well, if you draw a line here like this, you'll see that if we look to the left, there is no... There, nobody bought at a higher price. We're at a nearly at the higher high, which means that nobody is going to be selling when it comes up to when it when it moves up. This is a big problem when you have bought a stock that has pulled back. Now, many of the stocks that I've been buying have significant overhead supply, so I've got to be very careful. That's one of the reasons I'm taking profits so quickly because you know we are getting we are seeing institutional money come into them, but we're also seeing it come up to a overhead supply point and then and then go away. That's not the case with Supermicro. Supermicro does not have any appreciable overhead supply. So if we if we draw a line there, you can see it's hitting higher highs. That is a very very good thing. Now, the question is can we buy this one? I'm going to go I'm I'm showing you the the month the uh, weekly chart, but let's go over to the daily chart just to kind of get a look see on that. There we go. Okay, we're above that reversal line, which is very good. And let's see how close to that. Well, we're a tad extended, as you can see, 21-day line. We're 10.67% above that 21-day line. That is a little bit extended, unfortunately. So um, what I would do here, and I would probably not buy this one as it stands. I'd wait for a pullback. We've been up one, two, three, four three, four days. So this one is likely to pull back tomorrow. This would be a good buy on the pullback. I think you could buy it within about 5% of the, the uh, 21 day line. Let's kind of take a look, see where that is. Yeah. It would have to go down a little bit. It'd have to go down about 5%. So you'd have to go down to about seven, about, uh, uh, about 86 or 87 before you could buy that. But uh, definitely good, looking good on Supermicro. Let's take a look. at. I want to look at the checklist. Wow, it's 100% on the checklist. That, indeed, is a good thing. So uh, definitely Supermicro is definitely in there. It's a tad extended. You probably want to wait for it to pull back a little bit to the 
10 day to the to the um to the 21 day line excuse me on that uh that's going to be probably the best uh the best way to deal with that all right uh okay let's take a question from tech talk do you deal with forex no i don't deal with forex um equities definitely keep me busy uh so i currently really am primarily an equity trader uh but uh you know a lot of the same can slim principles apply for anything forex even bitcoin which i don't trade either um that 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 uh, that does apply so um but i am not a forex trader really i don't really trade the, the currencies all that much all right let's take a look from oh shit um should we short tesla here jim well thank you for that um i do think that um let me just see if i can bring up the slide that i had i had a slide on on this shorting of tesla let's see if i can bring it up uh let's go over here to slides and let's see i'm gonna i think i had it over here let's seeing all the secrets behind the veil here all right so let's take a look to see if i can find that slide that i had from yesterday and okay so there's the what I'm doing is I'm bringing up the slide that I did a kind of a, a little special on. Um, I did I did a video. I did I had a slide on uh, Tesla shorting, and I want to kind of bring that up again. There we go. So let's go to that Tesla short. Is that right? There we go. So uh, no, that's the market prediction. My little market prediction. Let's see if I can get the short on that. Here we go. Now, the way I was looking to do this um, short was I was looking to do it with a bull put bear put spread. And what that is, is basically what you do is you're buying a uh, you're, you're buying a, um, in this case, you're buying a 200 put and then selling a 190 put. Now, in that period of time, it has gone up. So I, I'm glad I didn't do that one because uh, I would have been out uh, probably on this. But if we look at Tesla here, we are coming up. Now, one of the reasons why I do agree with you about, uh, I do agree with you about this short because uh, we're coming up to a situation to the 200-day line, which normally I'm looking to see it move above that 200-day line. But in this case, we have a ton of overhead supply. And what I want to show you that is this. Right at about 200 here, you can see, if you draw the line across, you can see we're coming into all of this overhead supply. Now, a lot of these people that bought back here are still holding their shares. So even though it went all the way down to basically 109 and it's come all the way back up, I think that we're going to start to see some serious, uh, so, so, some serious resistance, probably at about 220 or so. But I'm not ready to do that. I want to see it. I want to see it come all the way up to that. Um, I want to see it come all the way up to the 10-day line and then uh, and, and then and then short there. So not ready to short yet i think you just got to wait and watch i want to see it reverse um but i want to see it reverse at an index line i'm thinking that the um uh you know the the the, the 10-week line is probably the place to do it but uh, i wouldn't do anything right now just because it's continuing to kind of levitate itself up there so you don't want to be in a situation where that's that's a carry so be um i think he's got to watch um tesla right now just wait for an opportunity. And I definitely am going to be doing that. All right. BTU and DVN, the tale of two earnings. This is from Bomadoc. Always like his comments. Let's take a look at BTU and compare it. BTU with... Uh, there. All right. It's Peabody, of course, and DVN. Let's put this up. BTU and DVN. I want to look at that first. Let's go to 
kind of give us, and, and you know what? It's really interesting because there you go. That's the, that is the, um, so if we compare those two stocks, BTU and Devon, Devon took a dive and BTU went up and it's, it's, it's pulling off a little bit. Interesting, interesting stock. You can see that, you know, the market was favoring uh, up until very recently Devon. But then look at those earnings. Very, very different uh, when, it, when you look at that. Let's go over to the uh, charts for Peabody and see. Boy, look at that. There's just some really good earnings on Peabody up 29%. That is excellent. Let's go over to that. So this is Peabody here, and you are absolutely right, Bombadoc. Look at this difference. Um, you know, you have basically up 29%, uh, you know, very good, very excellent report on the uh, earnings for, for BTU. But let's look go over here to Devon, DVN, and see what's going on there, DVN. And we can really kind of get an idea. They also did earnings, of course, and just not the same. Yeah, there we go. Kind of, kind of, yeah. They were only up 1%. Look at that 29% versus 1%. So not good. And it definitely was punished. As you can see, it's moved down. So definitely punished there. Definitely the tale of two earnings. You know, the difference is obviously between them two. So, um, you know, coal is where it's at, believe it or not, still. And that's amazing. And the real reason is, <laughs> at the end of the day, we use a lot of coal to generate electricity in this country. And the, and the demand just continues to, to, uh, to remain pretty, pretty strong. Um, so there you go. I mean, I mean every, you know, they've been trying to get rid of coal for, what, 50 years, but it doesn't seem to work. So... Uh, Peabody, um, you know, looks very, very good. So thanks so much for that, Pomodoc. It really is the tale of two earnings. And, you know, it's very unsexy, but, you know, BTU, Peabody Coal, looks really good. And it's, it's, I think it's going to continue good, you know, possibly through the rest of the year. So you don't know, but it looks looks very good. Uh, Sandeep uh, is asking about Boeing. And, of course, Boeing has had this, um, you know, I think, I think Boeing may start to cool here a little bit, but it's, you know, I wish I got in on this train. I'm telling you, I, I didn't. I was a little scared. And why should I be? Because, you know, Boeing is never going to go out of business. It's going to be like GM, where even if they had trouble, the government would probably go in and rescue them, unfortunately. But uh, it does look like, you know, Boeing. Let's go to the daily chart here. See if we can, see if I can get some, some good, some, a good look on the daily. On the daily chart, we have, um, yeah, we have, it's a nice, you know, upward slope, 94 relative strength, which is excellent. Just seems like a kind of a, you know, now this one, you won't want to buy an extended. You want to be very careful not buy an extended. So I'm going to kind of check the technicals here. Yeah, this one would be a bad place to buy it. Uh, 211 is where the 21-day line is. Now, why do I like to buy to, close to that 21-day line? Because that typically, um, you know, stocks oscillate in on and off that 21-day line. That 21-day line is where a lot of the programmatic traders are. So the closer you can buy to that line, that, that green line, in an upward trend, the better off you are. So that's really good. It's within 3%. So it definitely, you could definitely, you could definitely buy here. I mean, uh, it's got a strong checklist, 89%. The only thing it's really, really uh, not performing on is the EPS. Uh, but everything else is looking very good, actually. Uh, and I want to check the overhead supply on... Uh, I don't think there's a lot of overhead supply on Boeing right now. Let's go back to... Yeah. So we're going to draw a line here. There we go. Okay, so not a lot of overhead supply right now. How do I know that? Well, this little line here is the um, is the 18 month line, and typically overhead supply will drop off after about 18 months. And definitely, 
know, there's a little bit of overhead supply, but not much. It's not like Tesla that has a tremendous amount. So a lot of overhead supplies dropped off. And so this would be a bad place to possibly come into the stock. Very nice earnings, 39% up on sales. Um, but they're still losing money. So I don't like that either. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of lukewarm on Boeing, really. I'm kind of kind of lukewarm on Boeing uh, here. But, it you know, it's a great stock. And, and uh, I mean, what can you say on that? Up 36% on the sales, but not on the profits. So I really like want to see some more earnings out of that. Not a lot of overhead supply, as you can see, drawing that red line across. Uh, and so it does look pretty good here. I would, you know, you could nibble here, but I just don't know if that's the one that you want. I really don't know if this one you want. Let's look at Trip and RM and Rambus. I love Rambus. I've been trying to get into Rambus. This is for Lisa. Thank you for bringing this up, Lisa. Um, this is the stock that I really want to buy, <laughs> uh, but I haven't been able to yet. I just, I just haven't been able to get the right. Uh, haven't been haven't been able to get the right deal on it. It's extended. See, this is the problem when you get you know when you get these runs like this, is that the stock will get the stock will get extended, and that's definitely the case here with Rambus. Um, Rambus, of course, is one of the top rated fabulous semiconductor stocks. There's two groups of semiconductor stocks. Uh, there's the companies that actually make their own semiconductor. That's like Intel and stocks like that on semiconductors in that group. Then there's the fabulous group. These are the companies that typically will, will uh, farm out their production to companies like Global Foundries or TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing. The Ram Rambus is in the fabulous group, and this has been getting some love as of late. The thing about Rambus, you want to make sure that you don't buy an extended it's a 97 relative strength. I really like that. Uh, it's fallen a little bit in terms of its rating. It's 78, but it's still really, really good. On the technicals, it is right getting getting good. Now that it's falling a little bit, 21-day line is about uh, it's about 43. That's a good place to probably start looking at buying it. 5.78% above that line, which is pretty good. Let's go over the weekly chart to see about the overhead supply. And of course, this is the overhead supply line <laughs> that's that's put in there. And what that does is that shows you where 18 months is. So if we draw the if we draw the line there, there's no problem at all with overhead supply on Rambus. Okay, so that is a good sign. We have been we have been coming up in terms of the price, but there's no overhead supply. There's nobody that bought back here that may want to jump out of the stock. So that's a very good thing. Uh, in the, in the earnings were up, the sales were up 33%, but the profits, unfortunately, were down 22%. So kind of a mixed bag here. Still a pretty high price-to-earnings ratio, but not bad. Uh, and right now, I would like to see better cash flow on this one. Um, but, you know, uh, it's not necessarily bad. Let's look at, the, at a good entry point for Rambus. Let's kind of look at the pattern wreck, see what's going on there. 38% above. Okay, so that's pretty good. So we're a little bit extended. We're in the stage one of a cup base. See, what may happen, we did kind of have a pullback here. See, ideally, that's where you want to buy it. You want to buy it on that pullback. It'll cup like that, and then it'll come back, and then it'll pull back down to the line. That's 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 the ideal place to buy it. No, you don't always get that. Buying extended is not as good, but you know, definitely, definitely something to look at. I would like to see this thing pull back a little bit, but we may not get a chance because this has been up one, two, three, four, five, six days in a row. And man, I don't know. Sometimes when it happens, I do think that we're probably going to get a pullback, wait for a pullback on this one. Uh, and then I think you could probably start building a position there. So it's a nice stock and it's in a great, it's, it's in, it's in, it's in a great, area. Let's take a look at the, I'm just going to look here at the fabulous semiconductor, see what the strongest ones are. Now I own Lattice. That's the strongest in the group. Mobileye is up there. Now this is sort of a, this is sort of a, um, uh, a startup company. So that's interesting there. Uh, and then Impenge, I do have this one as well. Um, so, you know, Rambus is pretty close to its all time. It's a 1.3% off. It's all-time high. Very strong stock, but you might want to look at lat buying, well, lattices to extend, Mobileye, possibly, or 
monolithic power. So those two are really good. Let's look at trip also for, for Lisa here. So let's go to trip. This is an ETF that covers, I don't know exactly what this ETF covers. Let's see if I can. Yeah, there we go. TripAdvisor. No, I was wrong. TripAdvisor. You know, this this sector has been on fire. I, you know, this, I know, I don't, I don't, the only thing I had in this was I did buy Uber today. I day traded Uber today. I don't own it currently. I bought it in the morning. I sold it when it went up 3%. I was like, wow, that's great. I'm jumping out. But TripAdvisor, we did have it kind of gap up there. I'm going to look at the 10-minute chart for TripAdvisor. Uh, okay, so a little bit of weakness here, but not bad. Okay, so could we buy this? Well, let's take a look to see if TripAdvisor makes any sense. Uh, let's look at trip, trip, trip. Okay, 67, real, 67 checklist. That's not bad. Not great, but not bad. And it's a little bit extended. You know what? Out of these two, I think you got to go with Rambus. That's my that's my take on it, um, Lisa. But thanks for those two great great symbols. Um, I think you got to go with Rambus on that. I really do. Let's look at that Rambus. All right, let's look at. Will you please let us know what chart company you use? Absolutely, I use um, uh, I use MarketSmith, uh, and it's uh, it's made by Investor Business Daily, and it's an excellent excellent chart system. Uh, let me see if I can show you. Uh, if I can show you that, MarketSmith. All right, let's go to MarketSmith and see. This is kind of so you get so you get an idea of what um, you know what uh, uh, what one I'm using. All right, so let's go to just to answer this question so that you'll know. Um, let's see, I want to go to a tab. There we go. So the, the, the stock software that I use is called, um, is called, um, MarketSmith. And this is, this is, this is, a, this is what it is. Now it, it does, unfortunately it's not free. I wish it was, <laughs> I wish it was free. But it's not. You have to pay for this one. Uh, but it's a good. It's a good. It's good software. Uh, I. It's really helped me out a lot. But uh, this is it. It's called Market Smith. That's the name of it. That's the name of it. But uh, thank you for that question. I should get a commission from from uh, Investor Business Daily. I don't get one, unfortunately. All right. Let's look at XM. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can get that one up for everybody here. All right, so let's go to XM. I wonder if this is X. Is this XM satellite with it used to have? There we go. All right, so this is X. Oh, no, wrong one. TripAdvisor. Let's go to XM. There we go. This is interesting. Okay, designs and develops applications for software education. I don't know this company at all. Um, the question is, would I buy it? Well, it's come above the 20, the, uh, it's come above the 200 day line. It's got 89 relative strength. I want to check the overhead supply in this though. Nope. I probably would not buy this one. And, uh, and there's a lot of reason why this is the, this is the, um, this, this is the line of the overhead supply right here. So if we were to draw a, a, uh, if we were to draw a line here, you'll notice that prior to, about June last year, there was all, it was much, much higher. As you can see, it was way up here. Basically, it was way up here at, at 69. Now, one of the things about CanSlim trading is you want to try to buy things within 15% of their all-time high. And that's definitely not the case with this one. So I just think you would have to pass on this one. I, I don't I don't think this one is, uh, is going to give you a good result. So I would... Uh, you know, I would pass, uh, I, you know, pass on XM. I, I just, I don't think it's going to work for you uh, because of the overhead supply. 
So, so that's the that's the real issue here with uh, with this one. I mean, there's other issues too, but this is the one that I can see. Just pass on it because of this overhead supply issue. You know, with this 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 amount of overhead supply, uh, it's just not a good buy. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be in the, I wouldn't be in this one uh, because I don't think it it's gonna make it's gonna make it for you. So. I wouldn't buy that one. Tesla short, wait or buy. I think you need to wait on this one, Sandy. Um, I think you need to wait. Ah, DraftKings. This is another one of my favorites. This is this is kind of the you know this is kind of old old tunes here. Um, I did well on DraftKings trading DraftKings before, but but the, here's the problem with DraftKings is like so many of the software stocks, definitely have a situation where we have. Lots and lots of overhead supply, and, and this is really a problem uh, because if we draw a line, you know, you can see it right here. If we, if we, um, you know, if we go ahead and put a line in there, you'll notice that you know there's so much of this was bought above the seventeen, eighteen dollar range. So I just don't think this is a good buy at this point. Um, yeah, I just th I think you got to be super duper careful. So. Uh, there has been some consolidation below that line. It's got earnings in one day. You know what? I would not do anything here. I wouldn't buy DraftKings right now. Uh, so I'd wait for you know wait on DraftKings. Yeah, I, I just think I think you just got to wait on it uh, here. I, I think you just just have to wait on DraftKings because it just. It too much overhead supply and it's 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 weak. So uh, even though it does have some nice cash flow, well, actually it doesn't. It's negative cash flow. So just don't you know wait on this one. I don't think it's I don't think this is a winner right now. I think you just got to wait on it. That's that's yeah, that's tough to wait, but I, I'd wait on this one. All right, let's take a look at Bitcoin. All right, now Bitcoin. I don't trade Bitcoin directly. Uh, because there's a lot of reasons I don't trade Bitcoin directly, and this is this is one of the reasons why uh, during this whole thing, when I was trading Bitcoin, I was trading what they call the G GB uh, GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which holds about four percent of the world's Bitcoin. Why? Well, it's because of what happened with things like, you know, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, basically. You know that said he had an exchange and he didn't really. He just had a checking account and they put your money in and he said that you had Bitcoin and it's a Ponzi scheme. So the problem with Bitcoin is there's lots of Ponzi schemes out there, but there is a way you can play it, and that's with something called the GBTC. GBTC. These people actually have real Bitcoin that they really have. I mean, as opposed to some of these other guys that say that they have Bitcoin and they really don't. So that's the thing you got to be watching very like a hawk on Bitcoin is that there's there's a lot of a lot of fraud action going on. You know, a lot of these other Bitcoin exchanges, they also went kind of busteroony as well. Now, if you want to play Bitcoin, this is how to do it. Um, currently, the Bitcoin, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is trading at $12.17. It was up today about 12% uh, with, with the volume coming off of it. This is an ETF that tracks the price of Bitcoin. Now, one of the things I want to sh uh, show you here is that we have huge amounts of overhead supply again on this as well. This is the this is the overhead supply line here, and you can see we've come down, we've made a we've we've made a reversal, and it does look like it's going higher. But there's a there's there's an index line here that it needs to to move above. So I would just wait on this one. You know, there's no there's 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 no harm in waiting. I would wait on Bitcoin just because I don't think it's, you know, this is the way to play Bitcoin is not with Bitcoin directly because, you know, a lot of people got burned. Uh, a lot of people got burned. But if you, if you play it the safe way, which I, I, I totally uh, endorse, you want to be playing with the B, GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, because they actually do have the Bitcoin in their, in their uh, portfolio. So there you go. All right. What's your thought on Disney and Blink in the coming weeks? Well, you know, I, I was a big trader of Blink charging. It looks as if um, uh, it looks as if the government is going to be trying to make uh, Tesla um, open up uh, its uh, it, it, its charging stations. <laughs> 
you know, after, after saying they don't exist, now they do. It, it's crazy. Um, and that's where Blink might come in and, you know, make some, make, uh, make some, make some headway. But I think that, you know, right now there are too many headwinds on Blink charging. Let me kind of, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, wrong one. Okay. There, there are a lot of headwinds. There are a lot of headwinds on Blink charging and, the issue here is overhead supply again, because like with so many of these, uh, you know, like like with like with so many of these stocks, you you know that ran up and now and then ran down. We've got to now kind of see what's going to happen, you know, with the you know with 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 the funds coming back in, uh, because these were sold off so so strongly that. Uh, you know, a lot of them just didn't really have, you know, they just have tremendous overhead supply. So this is a chart. This is the weekly chart of blank charging. As you can see, we have a downward trend here. Not what you want to say, obviously. This is the uh, overhead supply line. So we're going to just kind of draw. We're going we're gonna to just try to draw that line to check to see, Yeah. Just huge amounts of overhead supply. So a lot of people have been holding on for dear life. The thing is, now that it started to reverse higher at 14, I think you're going to see a lot of selling pressure coming in. Uh, it's a little bit down after hours. There's there, there was some there was some good action in here, up 7.5%. Mind you, off a very very small base. Um, you know there may be an opportunity here with Blink, um, but. The checklist is not very good. It's only 44, so I would be I, I put it on a watch list, but I probably wouldn't do anything with blank charging here. I just wouldn't. Uh, there's a lot of reasons I wouldn't do anything with blank right now. All right, let's look at Disney. Disney, you know, is going to be reorged, and the problem with Disney is the prices aren't their theme parks. Nobody's going to the theme parks because their prices are too high. They've got a real pricing problem. You know, Bob Iger has uh, moved in uh, again as CEO. Uh, I just don't see, I, I, you know, I, I just think that they have, they have a lot of issues and I don't think a lot of them are being addressed. Um, I mean, that's just my, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that's my take on it is a lot of these issues are just not being addressed. This is the Disney chart. This is the daily chart for Disney. You notice we, we were moving nicely up until we moved above that 200 day line. And then we, and then we, then we got, then we got a spike here. Now here's why I think we got that spike is because again of this 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 ugly thing called overhead supply what happened was we got up to about 120 and as you can see that was the prior high there okay and so we got a whole bunch of overhead supply because all these people have been holding on to the disney stock and now it's starting to come back and they're starting to say well i want to get out with the least damage possible i'll take my long-term capital gains or losses but there's lots and lots of overhead supply on Disney. So be careful with Disney. Uh, I mean, it sounds good, but I just think you got to be super duper careful with Disney uh, as it just doesn't really, it has a lot of overhead supply. And, you know, I just think that there's several areas that you got to be careful about avoiding. One of them is the big cat techs. Uh, now, I like the smaller cap tech stocks, but the bigger cap tech stocks you got to watch for. And some of the uh, Dow stocks, especially Disney, just, it's there. It's a, it's a difficult situation with them. Um, it's a, it's a diff difficult situation with them. So I think you're, you're coming uh, for Disney and Blink. I think you just got to wait on them. I don't think it's the place to be in the market right now. I think the place to be in the market is in some of the software stocks, like Etsy, uh, and uh, and possibly in some of the semis. Let's look at Etsy just really quickly. This is one I did pick up today. ETSY and it just has done very well. And it's coming through uh, its its earnings phase. And this one doesn't have as much of an issue with overhead supply. It does have some overhead supply. I'll, I'll grant it, it does. Because uh, we draw the line there and you can see that overhead supply. But you'll notice that most of the downward trend was almost a year ago, as you can see. So we we're this is the six months out. You know, this is the last year. So in the last year, not as much overhead supply. Now, 
typically many of these programmatic traders will look at last year, they'll look at the 52 week high and it's coming off of that. So it went lower. So we're at a higher high on the 52 week basis. So this one does look, I think fairly good. Uh, it did have, uh, it's going to come, it's coming into earnings in seven days. Now, if I'm not up 10% on this one, I will be a seller here, but I do think we're starting to see this one strengthen and we're starting to see this area of the market, retail internet part of the market strengthen. The, the stock I sold today, right before earnings was Shopify, S-H-O-P. And I want to kind of show you that one too. That did fabulously. I think it's going to do, do, do fabulously. Now I sold it before earnings. And the reason I did, well, I actually, I sold it today. It's off after hours. Look at this. This is why you want to sell it before earnings. Look at that. It, it came down all the way 9.7%. So it went all the way from 53 all the way down. So I'm very, very glad I sold this one today. Why? Because I made the gain. And then, you know, this is why you want to sell. If you're not up 10%, uh, you want to sell shop. You want to sell on the you know day before the earnings because that always is a good good program if you're not up ten percent. Let's compare this one with let's compare shop with Etsy. And I did I did I did change my my investment away from shop. I took profits on shop and. I moved it into Etsy. But the reason I did that is very simply because of the earnings. That's why I did it, because of earnings. Because uh, we don't want to go in. Typically, we don't want to go in and do that. So let's take a look at, at Shopify versus Etsy. And, of course, here's the good thing about uh, Etsy. It's, it's also moving upwards, which is good. You know, it, it, it's also on the upward trend, which is good, and Shopify. But but Shopify, you know, basically collapsed. So I kind of expect that to happen with, with Etsy. What I'll do is I'll continue holding Etsy for a while, and then right before the earnings, let's take a look at the earnings for Etsy, uh, E-T-S-Y. There we go. Okay, earnings on Etsy are coming up in seven days. So I'll probably hold this about seven days and then I'll probably be a seller into, into earnings with, uh, with, with Etsy. So let's showing, let's take a look at the actual chart here for Etsy. There we go. Okay. So this is the actual chart here for Etsy. Uh, I'm going to be holding this about a seven days. We, we bought it on the breakout. See, it broke up. You can see my mark where I bought it. And it will be moving up, hopefully, very strongly. And I think it, I think it will. But uh, that's why I sold my Shopify and the earnings. Well, it, it, it didn't do as well. And, and that's why I moved into to, to Etsy. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for taking a look at my little show. Um, we have one more here. Uh, and it's the XRP. Let's see if we can look at that. That's an ETF. So let's look at the XRP. And did we get well I didn't get that XRP let's see if now it's not letting me all right so <laughs> anyways uh, okay let's see new next oh I'm sorry it was I'm not XRP it's XYO that's interesting stuff. I don't know what XYO is. So let's look. XYO. And I'm not getting that one either for some. Oh. Sometimes my. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm not getting that one either. I apologize for that. All right. Well, I probably have one last question from eBay and then we'll get out of there. Oh, Bill. Bill.com. Thank you for Mr. Jeet. So like it. Um, let's look at let's look at uh, bill.com and see if there's any action there if we can make 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 anything on that one. B I L L. Of course, this is an interesting company. Um, bill.com started by the guy that actually was the original guy that uh, Larry Lassert. Actually, he's from Dallas, so that's the only reason I know that. All right, it's uh, it, it's basically trading below the 200-day line. Not a place. 
I typically like to buy. Now, I have been buying below the 200 lane line. I'll be honest with you. 10 relative strength. I want to see something much, much stronger than that. Um, right now, this, this area just isn't giving us enough to work with. But the, 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 uh, the sales were excellent. They're up 66%. And the, the profits were up tremendously. So this probably will move. Here's the thing I don't like about it, especially in this environment. I think we've got to be really careful in this environment. This is not making money. And, and, I, and, you know, whereas before I think that was more excused, I think now you got to be super careful uh, when you're talking about stocks that aren't making money. And let's take a look at this because I'm looking at the weekly chart here. Um, you know, the question is, have we, have, have we reversed higher? What I'm doing here is I'm drawing a line, and this is what they call a reversal line. And what this means is, what this little dotted line is, is that if it's below this line, that means it's in downward trend. Currently, on the weekly chart, build.com is on a downward trend. So I would skip it. I think there's other better places to be in the market. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking a look at my show. Um, let's see. If you want to get on the, if, first of all, if you could, well, Please, 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 please smash that like button. I really appreciate it when you smash that like button because it helps me get out there to more people. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing well, but I would certainly like to show more people this show. Why? Because not that, not that I have any special insight, but I am a canceling trader and I typically trade stocks that are in the top 5% or so of the market. So it, it, it improves the odds a lot. And I really like to get that out to a lot more people that are just kind of throwing a dart into the dartboard. And I think that would, that would help help them in a big, big, big way. So smash that like button and uh, I'll be back tomorrow at five o'clock. Thanks again, everybody. Um, hope everyone's well, we're in a little bit of an upward trend. So we want to get our, we want to get our dry powder ready and our watch list ready because I think we have some stuff that we can move into. So I'll be back tomorrow at five. Happy trading.